Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Boggs, a natural light, lifestyle, outside the box, and motive photographer, and mom of two sweet girls based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Talk Talks. It's Melissa and Meg. Hi, Meg. Hey. Hey. And today we thought it would be a good idea to talk about trying to survive the busy season for photographers. Survive? What's that? I don't know. I'm not sure that we will, but I figured it'd be a good idea to just at least try to talk about it like we could. <laughs> like we yeah, can't. we're just going to pretend that yeah. we are masters of surviving the busy season. Which we are not. No. By any stretch of the imagination. So... As a photographer, if you're listening to this and you're a photographer, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, the fall, specifically September and October, and part of November, depending on where you live, um, is prime time. Think of it like April for accountants. Like, that yes. is October for photographers. Like, it's that type of situation. Um you know, the weather is beautiful. You typically, no matter where you live, um, people are thinking about holidays. They want to get pictures taken for Christmas cards and things of that nature. And it's just a really busy, busy season. And so there is a strong tendency and possibility to take on too much, to get burned out. Um, and we thought today we might talk about some of the things that we've done to try to keep things in check <laughs> um, <laughs> as we move through this. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about scheduling. We're going to talk about client kind of management and expectations. We're going to talk about um, just like a little some tips and tricks on things to do or utilize to make your life a little easier to streamline things perhaps. Um, and then, yeah, obviously you want to hear from all of you guys out there as to what you're doing to help get through busy season. So <clears throat> I have clients and Meg um, does not have traditional clients. We were talking about this beforehand and she's like, well, that's fine. We'll talk about it, but you'll, you'll take the lead and then I'll just fill in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hang on, wait a second. <laughs> you may not have clients in the fact that like you're going out and shooting other clients' families, but you do run Hello Storyteller and your clients happen to be all the photographers that are working for you and contributing content for you for Hello Storyteller. So don't be fooled by anything that Meg might tell you about how oh, I don't have clients. She's full of, <laughs> she's full of crap. She, <laughs> she has the worst clients because she has photographers. 
<laughs> we love you. We love all of you, but we all know we can sometimes be the most challenging to work with. So Meg is going to offer, I think, a little bit of a different kind of more business perspective um, from this, which I think will be applicable and helpful across many genres, not just photography. So, okay. So I have traditional clients in that I shoot other people's families. Um, and October, especially in New England, is it, it's like hysteria. <laughs> People are frantic as if there's no other months in the year to take pictures. Like, we can't do September because the leaves haven't changed color. We can't do November because it's going to be too cold. It has to be in October. It has to be. Um, <laughs> and the thing is that there's only so many days in a month. So you can only fit in so many people. And we may have talked about this in one of our other podcasts, but the last two or three years, um, I've had upwards of 35, 37 sessions just in October. Um, And some of those are mini sessions because I offer mini sessions twice a year. um, And October or the fall, typically October is one of the times that I offer it. Um, so some of those are mini sessions and some of those are not mini sessions. Some of those are weddings, things of that nature. Um, so I just counted actually before we started this cause I wanted to see, cause I said to myself last year, I was not going to book as many sessions for this year. And so I decided I'd count. <laughs> oh so I have right now in the books, I have 29, 29 in October, in October, you're insane, woman. Um, which is less than the 37 I had last year. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're doing very well this year then. I, that's like almost 10 less. That's pretty good. <laughs> and it's less mini sessions. So okay. I think that's a win. So yeah, but that the, means more work. <clears throat> not necessarily. I guess. Uh, well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But so one of the things that I did this year because I was so burnt out last year was I was very firm on when I was offering many sessions. You know, you've had clients that you've worked with for so many years and you feel kind of obligated sometimes to like fit people in, which I do still. Um, but my, my, all of my boys are playing soccer and they have soccer games every single Saturday morning. I want to be there for their soccer games and that's important to me. And so I blocked off one day, one full day in October for mini sessions and the rest of the time you either you know had to book a weekday session with me um or it was an evening session you know a a golden hour session and that was it and I was like that's that's all it's gonna be because I want to be there I don't want to be gone every single weekend I want to have time with my family October is a beautiful month it's a great it's typically great weather in New England and I want to be able to do things with my family I want to go apple picking and I want to go pumpkin picking and I want to take drives to look at the leaves and I can't do any of that if I'm shooting constantly all the time so I did although it doesn't seem like it number wise I did pull back on what I was offering and I did, I have a lot of weekday sessions this month, um, which is great because my kids are in school, so I can fit them in for the most part while they're at school. Um, and so I will say that it's hard sometimes to say no or to say, I'm sorry, I'm no longer available, but it was necessary to do so for my own mental health. And then actually looking at what I'm capable of producing and editing and getting out in a reasonable time frame. because here's the thing, like, 
everybody who gets pictures taken in October wants them, like, the next day because they want to start doing, you know, Christmas cards and this and that and the other thing. And so it's a lot of work to get all those things edited, all those sessions edited. And so I had to take a realistic look at, you know, how many sessions per week can I manage? How many can I edit to have a, a decent, hopefully a little bit faster turnaround in this month because of the necessity and the volume? And then I was just like, okay, that's what I'm going to do because I'm going to cap it here and I'm not going to take any more. And I did. I just put up on my website that I am full for October. I'm not booking anymore. I'm not taking any more. Um, and it can be kind of scary to put that out there because obviously if you're not booking any more sessions, you're not making any additional money. <laughs> but there has to be a I balance. I think you're good with 29 though. Yeah. There's a, there has to be a balance between, you know, taking on work and making an income and your mental health. Yes. <laughs> that should be a balance. Mental there. health is very important as we discussed last week. Yes, that's true. Um... So with that, there's a couple of things that I've done, and then Meg, I want you to jump in here to talk a little bit about what you're using in the Hello Storyteller platform to help organize things. A couple of things that I've done um, that I instituted last year or the year before to help streamline my, my business. So studio software has been huge for me. Three years ago, four years ago, it was piecemealing everything. I was sending out invoices through PayPal. I was doing contracts through HelloSign. I was doing email correspondence through Gmail. Um, you know, everything was in a different spot. And then trying to, like, coordinate and calendar and put everything together was, like, a hot mess. And so I think it was two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I started looking at studio software. And there's a ton out there. There's 17 Hats and Dubsado and um, uh, those are the two, there's another one that was on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of right now, but there's a ton out there. Pixie set. There's, there's a bunch. I happen to stumble upon Sprout Studio, um, which is an all in one. And this is what I love most about it is that I can send booking proposals to my clients. I can invoice them. I can take their payments. I can send them their galleries. I can do album proofing. Um, I can, I can questionnaires. I can do everything through it. it. It builds reports for me for financial, uh, like financial reports on my business. I can see at a snapshot, like how I'm doing in terms of income and expenses. So come tax time, it's really easy to just export it all out to Excel and reorganize it for my accountant. Like it's been a lifesaver in terms of organization and client management and just having everything in one spot has been huge. And then you can set up workflows. And so basically you just hit a button and it applies this workflow. You know, if I want to send every client I have, you know, a what to expect email the day before their session, I just hit a button and it does it automatically. And I don't even have to think about it or do anything about it. So there's a lot of systems out there. I happen to love Sprout Studio. Um, and so I will recommend that one because that's the one I have experience with. But there's a lot out there um, in terms of just kind of keep things organized. So if, if you're someone who has a lot of clients, um, then take a look at Sprout or take a look at other studio softwares and see if it can help you streamline your process. Because the, 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 the less amount of time you can spend doing, you know, clerical things, the better, in my opinion, <laughs> especially if, if you're a one person shop and you don't have an assistant and you don't have, you know, anyone else helping you to do that when you're a one stop shop, 
you need to be able to streamline your process. And now Meg has introduced me to a bunch of other tools in terms of organization and like sharing among groups um, through Hello Storyteller. So I want you to talk a little bit about what you're using on that platform. Yeah. So um, Slack is a really good one if you have a group of people um, because you can do chat, you can send um, private messages, you can send group messages, you can send videos or gifts or whatever. So that's been something that's been really helpful um, to use, but also Facebook. I know we kind of always go back to Facebook, but that's been a really big one too, to help organize, um, our workshops and courses and, you know, who needs to see what. Um, so that's been really helpful. Um, along the same lines of Melissa, when I'm doing, um, client work, um, I use shootproof.com and that helps to organize similar to what Melissa said, organizing everything, your galleries, um, proofing, sending out emails, um, all the works. So that's another good one too, to look at. And, and then one of the other things that I use, so I go back and forth between, I mean, I know some people are like hardcore dedicated paper planner people. And then there are some people that like to have it all like where they can access it all on their phone. So Slack is a great way to do that. Even if you're just working like independently on your own. Um, I like Trello, which is another app that I use. Um, and it's basically kind of like having sticky notes. And so I can create all these checklists. So I have this rotating list of things, you know, of clients to, to communicate with, galleries to edit, galleries to send out, clients to follow up with on products. And I just go through and every day I open it up. I'm like, okay, where am I on this list? <laughs> Let me see what else I can get checked off today. So that's been huge too in terms of organization because as much as I think I can remember it all in my head, I cannot. And so if I don't write it down in some capacity, then it gets lost in the abyss of my brain. Um, and so it's really important that I'm, you know, on top of things when it comes to, you know, my list of things to do so that I don't lose track of what has to get done and in what time frame. And you can set dates, you know, like due dates for yourself too, which is another, th- another thing that I need as well. <laughs> I need, as Meg knows, uh, <laughs> as I've mentioned here before, I'm a very big procrastinator. And so I will wait to the last minute to do whatever has to get done. Um, but in Trello, I can set deadlines and then it sends, it pop up some, it pops up on my phone or my desktop, which gives me anxiety. So <laughs> I, like to, <laughs> I like to get it done so it'll stop popping up on my, on my right. notifications on my, te- on my devices. Um, I'm a big fan of pen and paper also. So yeah. um, <clears throat> I finally found a paper journal. Um, that or planner that has helped me, and that's the um, passion planner. But anything, I wanted the passion planner because it broke my day down into thirty-minute increments. I think I need which, one of those. Yeah, which I really needed uh, for a period of time because, you know, planning this big platform, I kind of needed to break down how my day was going to look and what I didn't need to do, and I didn't need an hour for every little thing. So it helped me to just kind of like break it down, and then I would, if I had time. I would color coordinate it and all that fun stuff. <laughs> but most times I just grab a pen and I just write it down. And even if it's not in the 30 minute increments of what I really want, you know, just the major things that I need to get done that day, um, just writing it down really helps. It helps me yeah. feel organized and not so discombobulated and like my head's going to fall off. <laughs> I just need something to kind of keep me on track. And I, 
sometimes I feel I can keep it all in my head, but a lot of the times I just feel kind of foggy. And so when I write it down, whether it's on a piece of paper or it's in my uh, daily planner or even um, uh, on my phone, mm. I use, I like the, uh, the app Google Keep because it syncs everything with Google, which I'm yeah. a big fan of. Um, so I've used that a lot and you can add photos in that. You can do checklists, you can do all kinds of stuff and you can categorize everything. So that has um, really helped. Checklist. Yeah, it's really helped me. And it, you know, you can have it on your, um, your computer, on your phone and everything syncs up. So if I put something on my phone and I'm on my computer and I was like, Oh, I need to see what that is. I can just go on the app on my computer and grab it from there. So it's really transferable Ooh, like that. I have to check like. that out. That sounds like yes. it will be right up so my alley. So it's called Google Keep. Google Keep. I'm on it. Putting it on my list of things to do this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. It's, it's a must. So one of the other things that I did last year in terms of scheduling, and then I want to talk a little bit about client management, was, so as we mentioned, my kids... All of my kids are now in school. They just started school this September, but they have not been prior to that. Um, and as anybody knows, trying to get work done during the day when you have small children at home is next to impossible. You get interrupted no less than 8,000 times. Um, and it's really hard to sit down and start start to work on a project and then get interrupted and try to find your place and whatnot. And so I thought to myself, there's got to be a way, <clears throat> you know, that this has got to work better um, and so one of the things that I did in September, late August, beginning September last year, was I put out to the local Facebook town group that I'm in that I was looking for a weekly babysitter for about four to six weeks. I was looking for someone to come one day a week, and it could be flexible, it could be the same day every week, it could be different, it didn't matter, but for three hours. So my kids last year, my younger two, were in preschool for about two hours. Um, and so I thought to myself, okay, I know what I can get done in the two hours when they're at preschool. And if I had another two to three hours in the morning, then it's almost like having a full day of work. It's five hours where I can just sit down and focus on what needs to get done and I can edit during that time. And I just know that I have that time block so I can get things accomplished. And so I put out there that I was looking for this and I got some responses and I ended up we're hiring um, another mom whose kids had just started school. And so for actually it ended up that she ended up working with me from October through March um, because I had a part-time job that I also needed assistance with. But I'll tell you what, like for those six weeks, so the beginning of October through the, like the second week of November when it was really busy for me. Um, I mean, we're talking, I spent like maybe $300 so I spent $300 on a babysitter for three days a week. And I will tell you what, I would spend that money again. It was yeah. a lifesaver in terms of having, um, you know, of having just someone there to be able to get, to be able to get out of the house and get work done. So if that's something that you have the ability to do, or you can budget in, or you can find somebody or swap with another mom, do it because Having that dedicated time to be able to work and know that you have it is huge to be able to manage your own stress and anxiety about whatever tasks you have to accomplish. And it helps you be able to streamline and organize, I think, so much more effectively. Um, so a little bit about client management, and then we're going to wrap this up, is I try my hardest to be really clear with my clients about 
what to expect during a session with me and about what to kind of expect in terms of timeline and turnaround and whatnot. Because I don't have time to respond to 27 different emails about when are my images going to be ready. So I front load all that information. In fact, I just went live today in my Facebook group, um, my Facebook page, business page, to talk about that, to talk about what to expect during a session, to talk about um, you know, what not to stress out about in terms of your kids about sessions, and then to talk a little bit about rescheduling. Because one of the things that always comes up is if it's not sunny, people want to reschedule. I don't have time for that. If it's not, <laughs> if it's not raining, then we're shooting is <laughs> basically what it boils down to. So I try my best to front load all that information. So I've got templates built up for emails that talk about what to expect during a session. I have blog posts I can refer them back to. I have, you know, in my follow-up emails after our session, it reminds them of the timeline um, of when they're going to receive their their pictures. It reminds them of the access they have to their own client portal, things of that nature, so that I don't have to respond to a billion emails about the same thing. And I think the better prepared you can make your clients about what to expect and what is going to happen after their session beforehand, the easier your life will be. And then making sure that you're communicating clearly with your clients about, you know, if there is a hiccup, if there is a delay, just being upfront with them about that will help immensely. So that's a little bit about client management. Um, And then also like understanding that you're still dealing with people. (laughs) And so, you know, things are going to happen and things are going to come up and find yourself a good group of, of like-minded people where you can vent, um, where you can get in a group like, I cannot believe what this person did, or can you even imagine this is what they asked me to be able to get it out (laughs) because you'll end up getting, you know, a ridiculous requests from people. You'll end up getting, you know, excitable people that you're dealing with. It's part of the process of owning a business and you need to be able to have a space to be able to talk about that and vent about that, but then be able to respond in an appropriate manner <laughs> because, you know, come the end of October, our, our patience and our, um, endurance is no longer existent. And so we have to be careful about that when we're dealing with maybe people that are a little bit more challenging than others. Meg, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap um, up here? No, I'm kind of circling back to um, client management, um, something that I'm in the process of doing, although I don't have a huge load like you, Melissa, of clients, is just providing them like a client guide of mm. kind of breaking down um, how the session works, what to expect, what to wear, um, you know, color palettes, uh, location choices, Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of having those all up front so they have you know, certain locations to choose from, um, when the photos will be ready, you know, how much time to allow for that. So they don't bug you every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. because obviously you don't have just one client, you have handfuls and handfuls of clients. So, um, I feel if people are prepared, they're not going to bug you. So true story. Yeah. So that's something that I've been working on to kind of get that in order but it's just, it might just be helpful to have that maybe even, I have it on my website, but also just to provide the client, you know, via email, or if you tend to meet your clients in person during their consultation, I would go ahead and give that, you know, print them out and give them to your clients. So it's actually really nice to look through of all your beautiful artwork and photos. I just think that would be a great way to kind of 
get everyone on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And that's definitely something to work on during the, the slow season or the downtime. So if you don't have it in place now, I mean, kudos to you if you try to get it together. But even just putting together a simple email right now to help that out. But yes, that is a fantastic idea um, of, of how to kind of prep your clients. And then the very last thing before we wrap up here is, you know, I'm going to bounce back to our last podcast about self-care um, is building in downtime for yourself. This past weekend, um, I took off from editing altogether. I cleaned and I organized and I did a ton of baking and I just hung out with my family and I did send out some emails, but I didn't do anything else business related this past weekend because I know that the next six weeks are going to be, you know, full steam ahead and I needed a weekend to just be able to recharge. So I'm going to be booking myself a massage at some point in the month of October as well Heck yeah! to just build that in. So I'm going to give myself, you know, a time during the week where it's going to be a little me time because you're going to need that to be able to do your best and be your best. And don't be, don't worry about saying no or pushing back a, a deadline with a client that you know you can maybe push back a deadline with if, if you have somebody that you're working with um, that's a little bit more flexible if you need to give yourself some extra time to be able to take care of yourself. So we hope as you guys are going into this busy season that you create beautiful work, that you meet amazing clients, that you are able to, to produce images that you're really proud of and that you take care of yourselves as we head into this. And so as always, if you're listening to the podcast, snap a picture, post it on Instagram, tag us in it. We'd love to see you guys. If you have ideas or tips or tricks on how to manage busy season, anything that we haven't talked about, because there's so much more we could have covered, let, send us a message. Let us know. We'd love to share that information as well. And we just wish you all the very best busy season you can have. Yes. <laughs> all right. Good thanks, luck, guys. my friends. Good luck. Godspeed. May the force be with you. (laughs) Yeah. May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) Yes. We love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, storytellers. As a special thank you for your continuous support, we are now offering $5 off the Wild and Free preset collection by me, Megan Box. If you haven't checked them out yet, you can see before and after images on our website at www.hellostoryteller.com. And use the discount code WILDFREE5 at checkout. Thanks so much for listening.